For too many years, we've been told to show the horse who's boss, use gadgets, and ride two and three-year-olds. We're expected to follow fashionable trends, like riding behind the vertical or with your horse's nose on the ground, and put our short-term performance goals before the long-term health of a horse. This sounds crazy to me, because we're forgetting all about the horse. In this show, you'll learn why groundwork, lateral movements, liberty work, and pole work are so important in your training program. Plus, how to build lightness and softness in the saddle by recognizing the try and building confidence in both horse and rider. We know that horses are only physically mature at five and a half years of age at the earliest. We believe that collection is not a head position. We know that older horses are not disposable. Walking 100 miles on foot is amazing to build that connection together. And that bitless bridles, California hackamores, bosal and macates can be really useful. We never place competition goals above our horse's health and we know that self-carriage means that the horse does it by himself. We take as long as it takes and we understand the importance of working slowly with the horse to build connection, trust and partnership together and we aim to always put the horse's mental, physical and emotional needs first. So I promise to share all my horsemanship strategies with you. Sounds good? I'm your host, Elaine Heaney, creator of the Listening to the Horse documentary. Let's get the show started. We all dream of having a light and soft horse who is both calm and beautifully athletic. A horse who is equally at home on a trail ride on a beautiful sunny day or doing a garage sequence with a beautiful soft bend through their body. And I think that every horse and rider has the potential to do this if they have the right education and they spend enough time working on this with their horse. And it was with this goal that I decided to be brave and to fly to Spain to get a lesson at the Royal Stables in Cordoba. But I had an issue. You know that voice that's inside you that says, are you sure about this? Because the truth was, I didn't think I was worthy or good enough to ride somewhere as like incredible as the Royal Stables in Cordoba in Spain. For some reason, I thought to do something like this, you had to have maybe competed at an incredibly high level or have a string of very expensive 18 hand warm blood horses that you ride every day. And so I was nervous and honestly, a small part of me didn't think I was good enough. But I thought about it. And even though this was going to be way outside my comfort zone, I realized that by riding for just one hour on a beautifully trained Spanish horse under the careful watch of some of the top instructors at the Royal Stables in Cordoba, that I was probably going to learn a lot that would help my riding skills. So what I did is I packed my bags, jumped on a plane and headed with all my riding gear to Andalusia. When I walked up to the magnificent wooden doors of the Royal Stables, I was so nervous, but I was so excited too. And my instructor was so nice and the lesson itself went really well. And actually I shouldn't have worried. So for the first 30 minutes, we worked on circles, we worked on shoulder out, shoulder in, leg heels and half pass and walk and then canter. They actually don't do a lot of trot work out there. And then we also did some walk to canter to parts both directions. And on that day, I learned a really important lesson. So I rode with a garache. The garache is a, maybe, how long would it be? It's quite long anyway, it's maybe 12 foot, 13 foot. It's a very long wooden pole that's traditional in Spain that they actually ride with. And I was riding with the garache and there was a sequence of about five movements that I was taught. And so I was doing this and the, my instructor is so nice, explained them to me. And so I was doing them in walk with my horse 
riding with one hand, the other hand was holding the gracha, doing these movements, no issues, all good. So then he said, okay, now Elaine, you do them in canter, one-handed, with a gracha. And I was like, oh, okay. So with the gracha, you normally hold it in your right hand, and so you're holding your reins in your left hand. So I was walking like this, holding the reins in my left hand, gracha in my right hand, riding my horse. We were walking. I did a walk to canter to part, one-handed, holding the gracha, and then to this kind of movement sequence and canter. It was amazing. I was so happy. But then he said, very good. Now the other direction. Ooh. <laughs> This is where it got interesting. So this particular five-part gracha exercise in canter, it was fine one way. Okay, so I was holding the gracha in my right hand and I was doing the sequences with the, you know, gracha in my right hand and, and that was, and doing everything with the gracha kind of towards the right, so that was fine. So then when he said, okay, now the other direction, I was like, okay, good. But then literally three steps into it, I realized, well, the gracha had to still be in my right hand that doesn't change but now I was doing a circle to the left so I had to hold the gracha in my right hand bring it above my head throw the gracha over the horse's body so then my hand would be like up in the air and the gracha even though I'm holding it with my right hand the gracha would be over the top of my head and my horse's body and the gracha would be down to the left because we're doing a left circle and the gracha had to be in the middle of the circle I was I was like, oh my God, this is about a hundred times more difficult than doing it the way I was doing it on the other direction. And so I, I started to doubt my abilities. I didn't honestly think I could do it. And my, my instructor could see my like apprehension written all over my face. And he took one look at me and he said, if not now, then when? And honestly, he had a very good point. I was sitting on a very well-trained Spanish horse I was at the Royal's tables. I had a fantastic instructor to help me. There would literally be no better time in the world to try to do this maneuver. So I did a big smile. I said, okay, let's do it. And I started to canter one-handed in a circle going to the left. I took a few deep breaths, uh, definitely a few deep breaths. And I executed the gracha sequence perfectly. So it's normal to have that little voice inside you that says, oh, you'll never be good enough. But it's not actually true. We have the ability to achieve a lot more than we ever thought was possible. And it was on that day that I decided that I would not allow my doubt or my worry to hold me back again because my horses deserve the best rider possible. So I'm going to do everything that I can to learn and to develop my skills for my horses. And I think you should too. So on that note, I want to share with you a fun exercise that you can try at home with your horse this week. It is called still shoulders it's a riding exercise you don't need any type of equipment or any particular arena or anything you can just ride wherever you normally ride and we talked a little bit already on this podcast about how you can create a bend through your horse's body by just having a tiny 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 little bit of extra weight on your inside seat bone so when i say inside again i mean the inside of the bend of your horse's body and today's lesson is to make sure that you can do this and not change your posture. So the goal today is that when your seat bones are level, when you're walking in a straight line, when there's a tiny little bit more weight on your right seat bone, or there's a tiny bit little, little a tiny little bit more weight on your left seat bone, your shoulders do not move. 
Okay, so here's your exercise. I would like you to uh, ride your horse. Now, actually, if you had someone watching you, that would actually be quite helpful because it's something that maybe you won't notice as much yourself. So as you're riding your horse in walk, I want your two seat bones to be level and I want you to be aware that your two seat bones are level. And then what I want you to do is I want you to take a tiny bit of weight off your right seat bone and have a tiny little bit of extra weight on your left seat bone. And again, I mean tiny, tiny. But here's the thing. When you do this, your shoulders don't move. Okay, your shoulders don't start moving around, one going up and one go down or something. They have to stay level. Okay, and then back to equal weight on both seat bones. Now I want you to lift the left seat bone a fraction, tiny bit of extra weight on the right seat bone. Your shoulders, again, don't move. There's no movement. If there's somebody watching you and you ask them, are my shoulders moving? They're like, no, I didn't see anything. So it means that you can actually really subtly change the weight on your seat bones from equal to the right to the left and no one can see you doing it because nothing else in your body changes and in terms of putting the weight on the inside of the bend so it's the inside of the bend of your horse what happens when you do that is the muscles on your horse will contract a tiny bit with from that weight and if you want to figure out how this works just as you're listening to this podcast I want you to just touch your own ribs and what does your body do you'll see your muscles actually contract a little bit where you touch them which is actually the same thing as you do when you're riding a horse so when you touch your ribs the muscles contract a little bit so same with the horse if we put a tiny bit of extra weight on the horse's body that's where we want the muscles to contract a little bit so that's the inside of the bend and then the outside of the bend is a uh, is uh, there's a little bit less weight on that part so you're kind of naturally working with your horse's body and how it works so the benefits i am able to bend my horse just using my inside seat not by using my legs because my legs control direction and by asking my horse to bend with my seat bones and my shoulders aren't moving no one can actually see what I'm doing okay and it's a really small and subtle cue that your horse will be able to understand if you're interested in learning more and getting my help with your horse you can check out all of the ways we can work together at greyponyfilms.com now I want to say a huge congratulations to some of our students. So first of all, I want to give a shout out to Debbie, who is from Southern California. So Debbie says, Tienman is my 22 year old Frisian gelding. He's always been sway backed and was always heavy on my hands. He used his front end, but not so much his hindquarters. This shoulder out program has helped our relationship so much. I watched your videos many times. The shoulder out on the ground, in particular because we uh, part of this program is actually doing it on the ground first and getting that right before you then try it in the saddle so doing it on the ground is a great way for us to be present with each other the win here is our relationship i'm present and he's patient and kind and doing the work as well four and three track shoulder out and not only in the arena but we also practice four and three track shoulder out on trails it has been great it's always a win-win when i get it i get all giddy like a schoolgirl, <laughs> and i'm 64 and we've been together for 11 years so i get all giddy like a schoolgirl when we're in sync and doing the exercise correctly shoulder in and out are the exercises i wish i had 11 years ago but i guess the teacher arrives when the student is ready that's fantastic congratulations and then one more shout out to tracy tracy is one of our 100 miles a month students so she said that i can't believe how much the walking challenge is changing my mare's confidence in me on the trail we did brand new trails today that shared a trail path with hikers and bicycles. 
Some sections we were in the middle of a park with kids playing tennis courts, joggers, bicycles, dogs. The crazy thing is the bikes weren't always courteous, but my mare didn't bat an eye. She was aware, but calm, cool and collected. It was the perfect ride, not one spook. She was 100% in tune with me. For most of the ride, I actually dropped the reins completely and just let her go. And she licked her lips and walked out with more confidence than she's ever had. Every week, she's becoming a heck of a trail horse. (laughs) I'm in love with my mare's new self. We stopped on the way home to cruise this little neighborhood and she was again a trooper. We tacked up and then this was another brand new place for her and she was perfect. The bond is so strong right now. She finally trusts me. and We will always incorporate our walking and groundwork into our program for from now on. Yeah, that's fantastic to hear. And I am a huge proponent of groundwork. I think we probably can't do enough groundwork and most people actually definitely don't do enough groundwork, but it's so beneficial for both the human and the horse. Final shout out of the week is to Kim. So Kim is an Arkansas girl and she's a horse called Cash and she was taking part in our five days to confidence workshop there recently. She said she has been enjoying the homework assignments. Yesterday's homework was fun. After our first mile and trying to walk in step with each other, I started to jog and my horse picked up right with me and when I slowed my cadence back to a walk, he did as well. We ended up going around the pasture, walking for eight steps and then jogging to a certain point and then walking again. We have a teeter-totter bridge for the horses and Cash, her horse, has not been a big fan of it. After the walk, we approached it and I let him relax beside it and he put two feet on it and relaxed. He backed off several times and walked off before um, the break over a couple of times, but instead of forcing it, I took the time for it to become his idea And he crossed over it on his own. It was a confidence building day for him and for myself. That was fantastic. I love reading these stories. So well done to everybody. Keep up the good work. And if you'd like to be featured in this section of the podcast, or you'd just like to read some more inspiring stories just like these from our students all around the world, all you need to do is join our free community at starthorselistening.com. So I hope this was useful. If you would like to discover more about my work and my approach to horses, I am going to invite you to join me inside a free masterclass training that I'm holding. So if you want to learn how to improve your horse's confidence and connection and earn your horse's trust without feeling scared, without using gadgets or force. Now, even if your horse is new or they're anxious or maybe they're herd bound or they tend to spook sometimes on trail rides, you can grab a free ticket to this online training at www.masterclasswiththelane.com. I hope to see you there.